Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Nerd Variety Podcast. Everybody cheer. Ooh. Cheer now. Cheer now. No, no, no time. The time's now. There, no, you're thinking no time to die. There's no time for that. That's later this year, but anyway. Yeah. Hello everyone. Uh it's us, Nerd Variety Podcast, plus one. Uh, but I'll let you know that I am Josh, um, and the other host is Hayden Rastafarian Rafferty. I'm not, in fact, Rastafarian. Uh, fun fact, I am specifically non-Rastafarian. Okay, well now they That's know actually that. the identifier that I use. Well now they know that. They, they you know, it's like, it's like not Hispanic, it's... It's the non-Rastafarian thing. Cool, cool. Gosh, I would have let that one slide if she was actually Rastafarian. <laughs> but and, hurt. <laughs> and uh, we have our other host, Hayden. No. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you I'm guys, just showing up twice. That's my clone no. over there. That's no, no, no. We have Hannah, Purple Haze, Hogan. Okay, I accept this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You didn't even so, start so the song. Come on. I know, I know I didn't. I was thinking of the No, I mean Hannah didn't. This is on her. She got the nickname. Isn't there a beer? Anyway. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those are our hosts. Um they both have H names, which makes my job a lot harder. Yeah. Sure, a and, lot harder. <laughs> and today we are joined by a special guest, uh, my good friend, Matthew Bearhands Burton. What's up, what's up? I will let that one slide because I mean I do use a lot. So because you that. you have bare hands. I, mean, I yeah. guess I don't he know. He is not wearing gloves, so they are right, not right. so He's I guess it. they are there. So I guess I will let that one slide. Got bare I mean, hands. You have, it's your second amendment, right? You know. <laughs> You're thinking hands. of bare arms. <laughs> oh, you can so have bare it's, arms. It's part of your arm. Oh my god. It's not oh well, I mean, but it's not. It's connected to your arm. I wouldn't call it part of your arm. Yeah, okay. you got this on yourself, Josh. Yeah, bare bare arms. <laughs> yeah, don't ignore rollers. the fact that this is flab and not muscle. Now look at my farmer's tan, everyone. <laughs> I was just <laughs> All right. So this week, I want us to talk about what media has inspired and motivated us into wanting to do what we are doing now or what we'd like to do in the future. Um, and what you know currently motivates and inspires us. Right, so that's uh, what you want to do. Did you ask us what we want to do? I did. I asked all of you. You all agreed. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it was yeah. consensual. Yeah, it was consensual always. Um, and so for for this podcast episode, uh, I brought my friend Matt on because he has a good story to, to tell about being about uh having to, to have inspire and kind of have motivate himself to get where he he is now. And he's had a lot to inspire him uh, to keep him keep him at, at where he is. Um, so Matt, I've I've heard your story, um, and listeners may have heard bits and pieces. Uh, but if you can give some background with with context of, of what media that kind of helped you along on your on your journey. Sure, sure, no problem. Um, yeah, I grew up with a disability called cerebral palsy, which is a brain disorder that affects millions of people differently. I happen to be one of the lucky ones where it only affects my uh, balance and the way I walk. 
and you know my some of my motor skills but other than that like I haven't let it stop me from doing too much and I mean I was inspired a lot by I'll say superheroes towards growing up anime before I realized what anime was yeah as odd as it sounds pro wrestling you know that was a weird motivation that is probably my weirdest motivational thing that has helped me grow, keep going and grow into where I'm at right now. But the others like superheroes and comics and, and anime, that, that's been my biggest one other than my own upbringing. Yeah, which one's up in, uh, particularly and in, in like what at what age did each kind of like hit you and like, oh, that kind of, you know, that's what that makes me want to do this. That makes me want to do this. The early, the earliest, I would say probably pro wrestling because I watched it with my dad when from like the age of three on into till I was about 10, 12, right before he passed away. So, like, that was probably the biggest one. And then after that, it would have to be anime, but uh, that's also like. Before I say, before I knew what anime was, you know, and now mm. going into now, it's anime. Like there's a, there's a lot of stories I can tell about it and, and how I got to that. Excuse me, but yeah. I will we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, the biggest one right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. Um, but as far as like getting you to you know like wanting to do what you're to get to what you're doing now as far as because you um your big one of your big things was you know getting into sports and athletic and, and athletics um did uh was it the pro was it pro wrestling was it um watching like combat stuff did um what kind of got you kind of leaning toward that what yeah it was definitely pro wrestling because that was the that was the dream goal for me was to be a pro wrestler until I got older and realized I couldn't do some of the things that uh, pro wrestlers do. So then it, it shifted into getting into combat sports, you know, jiu-jitsu and MMA. And that I actually could do because that is so very adaptable. So that's what I ended up doing. And that's where I'm at now. It's like I'm into and I'm doing MMA and jiu-jitsu and like the biggest motivation for that was was it was one one it was anime and one me wanting to be the athlete that I knew I could be. Yeah, yeah. Just uh learning to push yourself past your limits and uh oh, definitely sure. definitely, you know, I guess the impression of like, oh, they can do that they're, you know, watching uh, all these, you know, fight scenes and you know, uh, are people trying to trying to you know push back or learning to overcome themselves? Yeah, definitely be a, a big one. big push. You know, I forgot one. Martial arts. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Martial arts movies was a big one for me because that was mm. that was also a big one for my dad. Even though at that time watching them with him, I didn't understand it. But as I got older and got into watching them, it was, oh yeah. And then of course you got Power Rangers. Ninja Turtles, things like that growing up yeah. that, you know, got got me interested in martial arts. I just never, you know, 
thought I could do it until I started doing the remain digits. Yeah. So. Is there um, uh, like a specific anime or a specific character that you feel like is is one that played a really major role? Am there, I am I, I jumping I, the gun here? Or I don't, I, think, like... I, don't, I don't think he has one though. I really don't think he has one. Okay. <laughs> Josh, I'm gonna call him. <laughs> no, it's because you want me to talk about it. Obviously, I mean, you guys can't see this, but I'm wearing a cheetah shirt right now. So Dragon Balls, Dragon Ball Z was probably my biggest influencer because that was the anime that I was watching before I knew what anime was. I feel like that's it, true for a lot of people. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah. That was yeah. definitely the case for me. There, there was three. There was Yu Yu Hakusho, which I love to death. I have watched it. Four and a half times all the way through. <laughs> I, I can count on my hand that I've watched it four and a half times all the way through. There was Inuyasha, and then there was Dragon Ball But like I say, that was before I knew what anime was. So I wouldn't even call Dragon Ball Z my first anime. My first anime would be published. So, because then I figured out what anime was because I watched it late at night with my cousin and I was like, what is this? This is the coolest shit ever. <laughs> like, and so like we, you know, but the the biggest one for me ended up being Dragon Ball Z because it was the only one that I saw that showed you can get stronger by working hard. You know, mm. when you can you can reach levels you never thought you could. And but Growing up, like my first major hero, like as far as the medium I was in with the comics and stuff was Superman. As a little kid, it was Superman. Cause I'm like, he is like, he is everything, you know, he's cool. I used to have this Superman chain that I wore all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've always felt like, now I just think it's interesting that you, you bring up Superman right after the the point with Dragon Ball Z because that's that's just my thing about Superman. It's like Superman very specifically does not work to get his power or anything. He just exactly. has so much power already. See, and that's what I was about to get to is why I fell off the Superman train. Mm. Because growing, okay, growing up as a little kid, you know, five, six, seven, I'm I loved Batman too, but I didn't realize how much until I got older. But mm, yeah, so, yeah. Because you know, he was he was the super strong guy and all that. And so that was one of my biggest friends. But like growing up into my teenage years, I won't say that I was rebellious because I really wasn't. But I did have to deal with my own share of, you know, personal hurt and angst and stuff as my you hawker show notification. <laughs> But, okay. uh, but uh, as I went through, you know, my own teenage personal angst and stuff, you know, I started to realize, oh, Superman's a really, really goody, goody two-shoes. <laughs> and the world doesn't work like that. And so, like, I started to gravitate more toward the anti-hero characters like Vegeta, like Hie, like Sasuke, even though I, you know, I'm just now getting more and more into Naruto, but 
because I was feeling that same kind of, especially with Vegeta, because he always felt second best to Goku. Mm. And I always felt like I was one step behind because of my disability. So I had mm. to work hard to catch up. So I think that's what, one of the reasons why I relate to Vegeta, that character, so much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, um, you had some other, some shows, uh, some media that um, have inspired, motivated you growing up. Yes, you're like, you, good yes. Shout out. Okay, all I heard was hat, and I was like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I asked, okay. Hannah, yeah. I asked Hannah what shows and media inspired her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so it, it's interesting because it's hard to separate the shows that I watched and how they formed me into who I am with my my parents and how they formed me, especially being homeschooled. I spent so much time with my mom that like she has had a huge influence on my personality and how I view the world. Um, and we are a family with generations and generations of teachers. And now I'm a math and science teacher. And I feel like it's partially there might be something genetic there or there might be just mm -hmm. the fact that like my parents were teachers and I, I saw them, but it also could have been partially Bill Nye the science guy. Because, Bill, Bill, Bill. because, oh my gosh, I just lived off of those shows when I was young. I loved mm -hmm. them so much. Um, and I think to me, like the, the aspect of like science being something that was really fun and science something being something that was everywhere and and was mm -hmm. in silly things and serious things and little things and big things I feel like really gave me a love for science and like just how flipping fun it is yeah. and I feel like that's definitely something that is a huge part of my personality today and my kids my students probably are really irritated by it because I can't stop talking about like random science stuff all the time they're so, like this is a math class Miss Hannah I'm like yeah but Physics, and I know you're eight, but physics. <laughs> but actually, Hannah, I'm very curious. Um, do do you continue to be inspired by Bill Nye? I don't know if uh, he's still doing Bill Nye Saves the World, but um, um, I saw a little bit of that, um, and. <laughs> it's funny because I do kind of get it to a certain point where I feel like he he's a lot older now, and I feel like he's just kind of sick and tired of people being idiots. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. same. Get I'm only there. 25, but I still feel that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really so. watch it that much, but uh, some of my old roommates used to watch it. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, it was. Yeah, it was a good show. Um, I, I wasn't. Didn't have the same um, energy as Bill. Not as as Bill, not the science guy. Of course, because it was but, something geared towards adults instead of kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was more just you know, kind of showing a you know giving a like scientific view of, of the mm -hmm. world at the world view like a different lots of different uh points instead of just teaching kids teaching right. kids science you know yeah well and, and and my inspiration from the bill nye the science guy tv show was kind of twofold because i feel like it was formative when i was growing up and i was watching it and and, mm -hmm. and taking all of that as a kid and now as a teacher I, I try and exude the same sort of energy that he did where I'm like, science is awesome, right? And when I was student teaching, I had my kids throw eggs at each other to talk about momentum and stuff like this. Like, so there was the, the part of it that was inspiring me as a kid and the part that is sort of dictating what kind of teacher I am today. I totally yeah. get that because with, <laughs> with teaching kids uh, jujitsu, mm. like, like kind of, 
want to bring that animation to it. Mm-hmm. The, the the energy that mm-hmm. Bill say like my like like you said Bill Nye everybody loves Bill Nye so like <laughs> me, mm-hmm. me, me teaching I try to bring that kind of high energy high face. Mm-hmm. So guys, that's it. Good job. Yeah. Even working with the kids that I I also work at a gymnastics studio. Mm as a conditioning coach. So when they get something right, I try to bring that high mm-hmm. learn from Bill Nye and other media like, like yeah. drag and stuff like that. I try to bring that high energy with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's an element as well of of especially working with high schoolers, there's an element of uh, Miss Frizzle that I feel like I bring as well. Um, which is like I totally expect my kids to think I'm insane. Um, and I'm okay with that. It's fair. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Because when you bring that sort of en- uh, that sort of energy to elementary schoolers, they just like feed off of it. And when you bring that energy mm-hmm. to high schoolers, they're like, "This lady is crazy." Yeah. But you, but you, they but remember, you do it anyway. But you remember, it, but it makes them remember and keeps mm-hmm. it kind of keeps it uh, kind of like they have to pay attention. Keep them on your toes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Kids, the kids these days. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hayden. Um, do you have any media that has motivated slash inspired you through your your formative years? Yeah, so I feel like this is a bit different from uh, from what you guys have been talking about so far, but I mean for me it's, it's always been more music that's been inspiring to me um, because I I don't know. Um, just I remember my dad especially listened to a lot of music um, when I was growing up. A good bit of variety too, and uh, especially getting to when I was younger. I don't remember exactly how old I was when I first discovered <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic, but yeah. <laughs> like that, him in particular was probably surprisingly inspirational to me. And it was inspirational because it it really helped, I think, with me being someone that really needs variety in everything. Because, you know, Weird Al, like, he, he does parodies, so he doesn't, like, just do parodies of one particular genre. He does parodies of, like, everything. So his his music is all over the place, and I just thought that was really incredible how creative he could be with, uh, you know, other people's styles, other people's songs, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, he, of course, he did a lot of original stuff as well. Um, But just having that and, you know, trying to make things funny and just fun, uh, I think was definitely a a really major part of something that inspired me, which is why I, I also find it hard to narrow down like a specific show or anything that that inspired me just because <clears throat> I I always look for variety in a lot of things so I may take a little bit of something from this show a little bit of something from this maybe this little bit from a movie um, and then of course I pick up inspiration from people around me as well but mm-hmm. that we don't care about that kind of stuff right now <laughs> Um, I would say that people (laughs) I'd say that Weird Al definitely gives the message not to limit yourself 
Right. For sure. For sure. It's okay to be. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be weird. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. And it's okay to like try things that might like t- might totally fail. Yeah. yeah. Don't take Under- things too, too seriously. Yeah. You know what I find is hilarious. Like growing up, we all well me like me and all my friends were always looked at the weird ones for watching anime and you know mm. talk because we. There was not a day when we missed when we were talking about what happened on this show and that show as far mm-hmm. as all the And we were always looked at as the weird ones. Now anime is this huge cool thing and everybody's mm-hmm. like, if you don't watch it, it's like, oh, so now you want to see what we were talking about. I definitely yeah, feel like yeah. I was in sort of the first wave of like gamer girls. Um, Cause you know, people still don't believe we exist I think um but yeah I mean having been you know interested in video games for the last 20 years right was definitely felt like an outlier for a long time and now it's like oh yeah that's that's normal yeah yeah right right. you see him all the time oh that was another one too video games oh yeah (laughs) for sure got inspired by a bunch of video games that I can't even name off right now because I'm you know, I still play games. And mm. I know all yeah. You can't pick just one that was like, mm. oh, this was the game that made me do it. Like, no. Nah. Like, it's it's the games themselves, it's the systems, it's all. Yeah. The only, the only game that I had written down was Doom 2. And it's just because it was like, my, I mean, I played like a bunch of Nintendo games as a kid, but it was it my always first. always seemed like, to come to Doom. I love Doom, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's awesome. great, but yeah. I but mean, it was one like, of those games. You like killing demons, and yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things. Like again, going back to the whole like being sort of one of the first gamer girls, right? Was for a long time like Nintendo games have been really approachable as like family games, right? Like everyone kind of plays Nintendo, but to be a girl in the early two thousands, a like eight or nine year old who was playing Doom two was pretty weird, right? So, I, yeah. but I feel like that early on. It kind of inspired my love of kind of all genres of games. I'll pretty much play anything, to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how I am. There are a few things I just don't really. I actually haven't really given a fair shot on like a lot of simulation games, mm. a lot of simulators. I I haven't really tried like flight simulator, even though I've heard <laughs> it's great. Farming simulator always just seems so weird to me. Just none of them are as good as Goat Simulator. Just Okay, I have yeah. played Goat Simulator, <laughs> so. Um, understood any of the simulator games. <laughs> like, to me, it's all just like, why? Yeah. yeah. Well, Goat Simulator, you get to experience what it's like to be a goat. Yeah. So. I'm not going to yeah. say they're ever going to be the favorite games, but I'll, I'll play them. The one genre, the one genre I don't, I don't ever play, and it's, I, I want to, um, but I don't ever play horror games because I'm just scaled. <laughs> I, you played Dead Space? I played Dead Space. I only made it halfway through because I was like too tense. Oh, come on. Come on. You gotta Although, I, I'll keep playing. I'll keep I playing. kind of understand that though because like I, I still haven't finished Dead Space, but the game that, I mean, I didn't just give up on it. Like I, it just kind of, I put it down and just forgot to pick it back up. But one game that I just, I refused to pick up again this is when i first started streaming i was streaming outlast oh gosh yeah in, in october and 
I I hate that game. See, I prefer not because it's not because it's a bad game. It's just oh, it's great. I am so bad at it, and it freaked me out constantly. Oh, I I prefer yeah. to ingest my horror with one hand on the spacebar to pause a video, and the other one on my my sound. <laughs> Turn the volume yeah. down. Pause it. Play it. Pause it. Play it. Pause right. it. I, Hannah, I, you, should, Hannah, you should really try to play uh, Phasmophobia in VR. Oh gosh, no. seeing the ghost, seeing the ghost uh, in your face is terrifying. Oh god, I, I am so I was, bad at Phasmophobia. Like, no, that was, that was so <laughs> We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. We totally are. I have a funny Dead Space story that I will tell y'all. It, it is hilarious, but it's also the scariest shit ever. <laughs> like, anyway, I yeah. Okay. I can talk about Dead Space, but it's fine. Anyway, I'll tell y'all later about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, to circle back to the, the Superman thing, um, I was never really into Superman as a as a character growing up. Like, I got I got my superheroes. My entrance into superheroes was Spider Man and Batman. Yes. Um, and and they're and they're the more relatable. Um, but then I started watching uh, Smallville, um, and that was like one of the first like live action superhero shows like, out there and right. watching kind of watching out through all 10 seasons and I, I really kind of got to learn about him as a character before he became like you know the, the icon or the the or the character everyone knows him as as the goody two-shoes does everything right can't touch him mr mr has it all um because he because he, as you see you see he grows up as an outsider he grows up you know kind of isolated from the world he has he um, has to learn about you know how to use his gifts for good and make sure he's doing the right thing and not doing something just because he can. Yeah. I, I, and I, and I, I really did vibe with all, with, all with, with that with that message and it was it was like it kind of helped me it kind of I, it kind of watching that growing up was like okay yeah, cool I can be even though I am different I can you know find like my my group I can you know still I can do the right I can make sure I'm doing the right thing um yeah it was it was really good good entrance into the, the superman genre for me see i can i can relate to that but the problem with me watching smallville and i know you've tried to get me to watch it for years now but I a think, couple years i think the thing my thing with it is i won't be able to get the image of him now out of my head to go back to smallville and kind of you know, and kind of just put that to the side. Yeah. And but just, it. I will yeah. say that the Snyder cut of Justice League did give me some Superman. I will say. Oh, that. Yeah. Well, as, as like with these, like Man of Steel movie, uh, that kind of did show like the, some of the stuff that you see in Smallville, like him being an outsider, him being kind of having to learn how to do, be, be a loner most of the time and trying to figure out his purpose. Um, yeah. While you know, and then and then getting getting to that getting to that status of Superman, which I did I did love Man of Steel. I will say that like I've always respected him, but I like he's just not a fan favorite of mine. Well, it's hard for him to be That's relatable true. sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. definitely oh, yeah, hard yeah. for him to be relatable. Yeah, there are can... there are definitely aspects of his character that are relatable. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he. He does have a tendency, I believe, to kind of think that he can do everything uh, right, on right. his own. Yeah, which <laughs> he can't. Side effect of being invincible. 
Yeah, yeah I but I mean, he, he does definitely have weaknesses. Mm -hmm. A pretty significant weakness that isn't yeah, talked yeah. about a lot is his weakness to magic. Yeah, yeah. In comic books, comes up quite a bit. But no, they. But then they have episodes of him, not episodes, but issues of him repairing the moon. <laughs> like, but, uh, bro. As I, as I mentioned in a previous episode. Um, but another, other inspirations for me were like watching... Uh, like I think started in high school and then going to college, uh, watching CSI and Scrubs, um, kind of watching that, you know, hospital environment. Because when I was younger, I really wanted to be a doctor. And then watching the CSI, how they kind of broke down, use like, you know, science and scientific method to break down like crime scenes and figure out who done it. Uh, I really liked seeing like kind of the, the darker side, like the, the fun part of like, of, like, you know, healthcare and all that or that kind of that side of things and looking at the like the science and the like you know the uncomfortable like truth of like of like you know culture of like people and and you know some see the good and the bad and see see kind of uh as a kind of a gray area of like the like look of how things can go bad things can go wrong right yeah did you yeah. relate did you relate more to turk or jd <laughs> kind of both <laughs> i can see it yeah yeah, yeah. honestly well, though like now i loved scrubs growing up when i went back to watch it later when i was more growing up i was like wow jd is not a good person <laughs> he's not a great no he's not great no no <laughs> like he's he's kind of a jerk <laughs> yeah yeah he, he, he kind of gets that getting stuck in your own head or thinking like thinking you're the center of the universe which i mean he was the star of the show and it was kind of revolved around him but his character kind of represented re reflected that and that was like eh, it's not really about you dude yeah yeah and then and then of course growing up watching um a bunch of uh cartoons and a lot of shows about you know young geniuses you know that kind of inspired me too so I thought I thought I was smart back in the day. I feel like I feel like we grew up at a time where I don't know I'm like younger than all y'all, but we all kind of grew up at the same time, okay? So <laughs> I feel like we grew up at a time where like we were we were bridging the gap between I feel like the stereotypes of the like 80s and 90s where like the nerds were the outcasts, and now in the 2000s 2010s the nerds are the cool kids, and I feel like we grew up kind of in that transition period where like getting into anime was cool and being smart was cool and you had tv shows about like jimmy neutron and you have the introduction of like iron man as a as a superhero in mainstream culture where like his only superpower is that he's really smart right right, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so i feel like we grew up with with those sort of showing us like it's okay to be smart maybe it's even cool yeah right yeah. and actually you know um one thing i did want to kind of come back to was uh yeah, like, I know he had, he was uh, obviously in the mainstream for a while, for a long time before that, but, like, Batman is kind of that, too, where, you know, he was a big motivation for me or inspiration because he, you know, he has that sort of thing where he's, like, he doesn't really have any superpowers. <laughs> uh, he's... And like he's got wealth, sure, but that's not really what makes him Batman. Like right. he's he's dedicated himself to being strong, smart, and just 
yeah just awesome yeah, yeah. willpower so that, <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the reasons why i related more to batman and that's one of the reasons why i love him now like after like hanging out with josh for a while and hanging out with some of our other friends and realizing because i had forgotten about how much i love comic books and superhero mm-hmm. characters until i started hanging out with you and like hanging out with some of our other friends and i'm like oh yeah i forgot how cool batman is <laughs> yeah. freaking dope like i forgot about all that because me i was i was so focused on you know my fitness and mma stuff that like that was kind of my niche for a while other than the anime stuff because that like i said it stuck out to me and it connected to me in a way that nothing else has so that's always been there but like after hanging out with Josh and some of our other friends, like you guys, and some of our friends that are closer to us here locally, like I forgot how much I love comic books. And that's why one of my biggest inspirations now that I'm older is dead. <laughs> God. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a very um inspiring character. <laughs> I mean, he really is because he's especially a- for children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a- Maybe not for children as much, but <laughs> for children, I will say. But like, because there was a point in my life where, like, as I was getting older, as I was coming into a young adult, where I was like, "Man, I gotta. Free- I know what I want to do, and I'm trying to get there. But how do I do it?" And then, yeah, yeah, like playing the Deadpool game, and like just following Deadpool media, like comics and all that, it was like, bro, just do it. Get there however you can. Like, as long as you don't go to the extreme of the extreme, get there however you can. And whatever anybody says, screw all that. Do it your way. Freaking Deadpool does whatever he wants his way and he gets the job done. Like, as long as... So, reality-wise, for me, it's like, screw how you get there. Just get there. And that was kind of what I related with Deadpool. I mean, he also kind of cheats, though. Yeah, he does cheat a lot. But I think, but I think the point is, is he's he's yeah. very like unapologetically himself. Yeah, he is. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That that's the point I was trying to make. He is unapologetically himself, and like, yeah. and sometimes to get certain things done in life, you have to do that. You have to be unapologetic. And you can't be afraid of what other people are going to say about it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's this. For my, what was it, Josh? My 26th birthday? I don't remember exactly. <laughs> the movie. 2016. Oh, yeah. Well, 2016, that's when Deadpool came out, yeah. Like, yeah. It was my 26th birthday. And, like, so, Josh, we were, I was living in Statesboro with some of our friends at the time. So, Josh comes down from Atlanta to come hang out with us for my birthday. And that entire week, I went bananas. I tried to go as Deadpool as I could without going, without, you know, to the extreme of the extreme. Like, I I acted the most crazy as I could. I dressed up as Deadpool to go to the, <laughs> to go to the, to, to the first night it came out. Like, it was, it was wild. It was fun. Like, that's how much people, like, inspired me to that. As long as you don't wake up 
uh, on a uh, a bed of chimichangas with your samurai sword stuck in to, into goons. Yeah, you're fine. Wait, yeah. why is that a bad what thing? What if my samurai sword stuck into the chimichangas? Right, like that's fine. I, I mean, well, Deadpool, he kills people. I mean, you know, yeah, okay, so remove the killing. <laughs> that's the worst. That's the worst so case. Yeah, so take that out of there. But as long as you got chimichangas, you're good. Well, wait, so I'm sorry, you're waking up. It, okay, the problem does come if you're waking up in a bed that has uneaten chimichangas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're waking up in a bed of uneaten, uneaten chimichangas. And you just and you killed. They're just not as good reheated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, they're not. No, and you gotta get like legit chimichangas, not like the frozen ones that you buy. And just... Fun fact: I never, I never ate a chimichanga until I saw. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever eaten a chimichanga. I probably oh have. Oh my I don't gosh! Know. You guys are the worst. I feel like I have. Yeah, well, we're getting low on time. I did want to uh, try to bring it back to what. Um, what kind of stuff that we watch, listen to that inspires us, motivates us now? Um, I have, I, I, was it the end of that sentence? Yeah, that was the end of the sentence. Oh, okay, sorry, cool. <laughs> I have uh, one that has inspired me ever since I first learned about her and she still does still every time I watch her movie, I'm like, heck yes, girl. And it's Eowyn from Lord of the Rings. To me, she's just like nice. the absolute like feminist icon because she is powerful and strong and doesn't listen to people who are like, mm, you're a girl. We don't think you should go and like fight in this war. She's like, uh, no, I'm fighting for my people. And I'm like, heck yes. Every time I want to be like Eowyn every day. Yeah. So I, I'm always terrible about Lord of the Rings characters. So I'll get back to you on uh, how I feel about that one because oh I don't know things. She's actually the coolest. Yeah, okay, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, but no, for me, <laughs> now this may be obvious, uh, more recently in the past couple of years, it's definitely been, what's been inspiring me uh, has been what I've been just looking for inspiration in, which has been uh, pretty much everything surrounding like gender identity, sexual orientation, all that stuff, any kind of uh, LGBTQ plus representation, um, which gets a bit exhausting sometimes. There are other things too, though. Um, but definitely when it's done well, you get a good you get really good um, representation and it really helps motivate you and it can kind of bring you out of a whole thing of being in a headspace of stereotypes. Like, um, I'm gonna bring up the show I always bring up, Bojack Horseman. Uh, you got Todd who is asexual and like, he's just ridiculous. <laughs> he's, you, said as you said asexual? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so like he's, yeah, it's it's not necessarily, first of all, one thing that kind of breaks the stereotype with him is uh, he's an actual person, not a robot or anything like that, <laughs> or an alien. Um, and that also tends to apply with non-binary characters, which there's not, I don't believe there's one, at least not uh, straightforward uh said in Bojack Horseman but um yeah and then there's the show Pose which I've also talked about 
but that show has it it does a really good job of representation and it just shows uh like it sticks to its very obvious like group uh so it has its demographics but it's like showing the diversity within a such a specific group it's it's something that with the positivity and you know how characters deal with all the negativity it has definitely been inspiring and uh, motivating to me to help be more you know out in myself and just kind of like Deadpool (laughs) unapologetic um oh no (laughs) yes yes oh yes um but no there's also been uh, music for sure in fact I'm doing a class tomorrow um about like motivating inspiring empowering music um so I have some that I actually just heard this week (laughs) that really um that I'm really feeling so uh, I'll just leave it there cool cool (laughs) uh Matt um what's got you kind of inspired motivated now that you're that you're uh older now that I'm older, like, and now that I, like, have a specific goal in mind, one of the ones that inspires me now is a lot of fitness media, of course, especially CrossFit media, MMA media, like, whatever it is, whether it's podcast, uh, countdown show, seeing how these people, like, work for their goal, because I'm in the same boat on a whole nother level, but I'm still on a whole nother lower level, let me say that. But like, um, it's inspiring to watch people go through some of the same things that I've been through. Kind of like what Hayden said with the <clears throat> LGBT, LGBTQ community with the um, representation. As much, uh, I try to find as much disability representation, representation media I can find. And some of watching some of the other people that have you know their issues that they've you know overcome and stuff like that of course it's still anime like there's there's like I've literally tied Dragon Ball into my entire career like it's my fight nickname it's the it's the name of the YouTube it's part of the name of the YouTube project I'm working on like but there's there's um there's that and also music there's always been there's always been music that I didn't mention, but you know, like there's always been music that's always been motivational for me. From from rap to rock to even some country, you know. I'm not even joking. But, but um, so there's you know, there's it's all different kinds, but the main the main ones right now are fitness and anime. <laughs> it's it's crazy to me though that like Dragon Ball has always been the main one, but like there's there's ones now that I relate to even more, like My Hero Academia, which I actually got Josh into. Yeah, that's true. I'm, he did. I'm really glad he likes it. But yeah, I just recently I like started it. it. It's good. It it's so good. It's so good, man. It it, it really is. Yes. But um, like we. That one I relate to so much because, you know, Deku, 
in his world, 80% of the population has a superpower. He doesn't. So he's struggling try, trying to figure out how to get through it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I relate to that so much because I have a disability. I'm not supposed to be doing the fight stuff. I'm not supposed to be doing any of that. Like I'm, I shouldn't be capable of it. But I'm doing it. And I'm there. So like I can relate to that so much. But ironically, he's not even my favorite character in that show. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's my favorite. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still think Deku cries too much, but yeah. Deku <laughs> cries too much. But let's, that's, that's a whole other topic. That's so, one of the uh, that's one of the things in uh, the drinking game I do with that show. It's drink whenever he <laughs> cries. Die! Don't do that! <laughs> it's, there's also... No, some of these are ridiculous because there's also uh, take a drink whenever he mumbles, which mm. he Jesus. also does quite often. <laughs> the only time I've ever like fallen down... I fell down the stairs a few months ago because I was, I was drunk because uh, we were doing like a Lord of the Rings drinking game and it was like oh. every time they zoom in on the ring every time Legolas <laughs> says something obvious or looks off into the distance Ooh. it was it was a great time but yeah I fell down the stairs just a little bit sounds like a time <laughs> we did a pro wrestling giving people, giving people ideas <laughs> we did a pro wrestling drinking game oh no <laughs> a couple months ago and that was that was pretty bad too but like Aiden I don't want to see you leave this room too soon if you do if you freaking drink every time Deku cries (laughs) that one's that's literally not nearly as bad as the other show that we do just before or after me and my friend do um because we do Bojack Horseman and two rules that are the worst are Basically, you take a drink whenever anyone says the main two characters' names. Mm. And that right mm-hmm. there is like every five seconds, basically. It's, I feel like I need to like make a disclaimer for myself in case any of my like, <laughs> students' parents ever hear this. I was yeah. only drinking at home with my family. We do not drink <laughs> them. No. Uh, unless, you're over, unless you're over 21 and you're doing it responsibly. Be responsible. Exactly. I only fell down like four stairs. It was fine. Only four is fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And my husband almost caught me. Depends on almost. what you land. Depends on what you landed on. In safe places. Her husband. Yeah. Pat pad everything. <laughs> no, pat everything. Just put Patrick yeah. on everything. But no, that's my husband. Yeah. Patrick's everything. Yeah. Okay, Josh. 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 Yes, me. Me. Um well from watching it back when it was airing. And then I make attempts to, to rewatch it um, every so often is uh, a show we talk about a lot on this show is Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. What's that uh, show? Not be inspired by Avatar, The Last uh, Airbender. I know, right? I, mean, I don't, know, like I don't, it's what's I don't understand there. the appeal of it. Oh, my what? God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Join the club, I get, I get uh, enough yeah. hate with this. From you guys, anyways, I'm just gonna ignore it this time. Anyway, let's just move on. Anyway, anyway, uh, I don't even let's, know. Let's, what to let's, let's let's suppress our anger, release the negative emotions, negative chi, key we're all feeling here. Got <laughs> open our chakras, like yeah, yeah. 
Let the bad energy flow out of your body. Mm -hmm. Let the hate flow through you. You're not allowed to talk. Anyway, as I was saying, um, watching it now, um, watching watching it back then, I was like, oh, this is cool. They got this this wild fantasy world they built. I love all the kung fu element, you know, manipulation they have intertwined with it. Um, This show was like awesome. And I watched it till, till the series ended. And recently I like bought the show and I rewatched it. And then I just rewatched it again in the beginning of this year, because, you know, after this past year, I, I kind of needed some, you know, motivation or some inspiration <laughs> to start out 2021. Right. We're watching um, it as a family right now, all eight of us every week, we get together and watch it. That's awesome. That's awesome. My uncle Iroh's wisdom to start. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My parents are watching it for the first time and they, they love it. Train Zuko. Do the right thing. Do the right thing, Zuko. Mm. Drink tea when you are confused. Mm-hmm. Amen. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like um, I remember. Uh, I remember you watching it and how how and then it continued into core for you, right? Yeah. 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 Because I remember we watched the finale together and how hyped we were and how sad we were that it was over <laughs> because yeah like, yeah it was like yeah. man there were so many there's so many things that you can you know unpack from to. those these shows yeah. yeah yeah i um but watch it but watching avatar and like watching it now is more of like i can definitely vibe with the spiritual aspects of it and the you know some of the themes that it has like you have you know these kids trying to find their way in a diverse world of people, you know, that live in different countries and they're all divided by their, their, their individual cultures, but they do come, they can learn to come together to do their, to fight off in, you know, uh, Imperial, the, the fire nation, which is being, which is, you know, do it is, uh, trying to take over, uh, members in their own communities that are resorting to, um, evil acts to get to, to what they want or to, Think they're and they think they're doing the right thing but they're mm-hmm. causing more death and destruction and just learn about find, finding peace and balance within yourself um zuko was I, I like zuko's story of like trying to you know regain his honor but realizing that you know it's you know no one can give you that you have to earn mm-hmm. that for your, you have to find that within yourself and yeah you can't you, you have to like like you were saying that in the beginning you have to go your own way to get to where where you're supposed to be Right. Um, that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I related to Zuko's story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think a huge message from from Avatar that everyone needs to hear right now is that just because the the leaders of a group of people are are misguided or evil or whatever does not mean that all the people who fall mm-hmm. under their under their rule are the same way. Exactly. Yes. Right? Yeah. I love the fact that like they show the humanity of the people in the Fire Nation all the time, even though the Fire Nation is painted to be like this huge negative force. Like not everyone there is bad. They're all just doing the best they can, same as we are. Yeah. 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 People need to hear that these days. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Respect people. Um, you know, find peace, find inner peace, and you know, be, you know, make some make some good friends. Mm-hmm. Josh, you're reading a Captain America shirt. I'm surprised you didn't mention the fact that you <laughs> What? Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, well, I figured he would no, be. No, I, 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 just, I just put this on. <laughs> but, like, 
most of your superhero themes are Captain America that I know of. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think I I think I mentioned in the characters we identify with that I do I have liked his characterization in the MCU as you know someone trying to do the right thing, um, and but also being mindful of the world that he lives in. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but we are almost out of time. Um, I wanted to give uh, Matt a chance to um, drop some of his so- his social media and uh, kind of uh, tell us about that YouTube project he's uh, well we've been we've actually been working on. Yeah, Josh is pretty much my other executive producer, along with mm-hmm. one of our other friends. Yeah. Huh? I said, yeah. Yeah. So you can find me on social media at uh, on Instagram at SSJSoldier135. You can find the, the YouTube series Instagram page at SSJ Projects. I believe it's 135 as well check real quick um you can find me on snapchat at maddie nice 125 that's facebook is just my name matthew burton with two t's and i think that's all of them and all the socials and you can send him a carrier pigeon uh to where he lives too but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's going on next week or next time we record or next, next episode? time uh so in the past we talked about uh i think at some point we talked about actors or was it actors we changed our mind about mm-hmm. yeah we talked mm-hmm. about actors yeah. we changed our mind about uh next time next week we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. characters we changed our minds about Ooh. Yeah, so character development, plot twists, things like that. It'll be a good time. I'll definitely yeah. be tuning into that one. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I have That was it. Was really fun. I've been dying to do it for a while ever since I've been listening because, like, we're all friends. We all know each other, so of course, <laughs> I support you guys, and I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. I hope we get to do it again soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have you. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've officially requested to be on anime part two so you can school all of us. So uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. School the strong. Is it though? Yes. Because as much as I say that I'm an anime head, because I am, like, I don't, I only know the specific ones I know. Mm. Like, That's so. Funny. Yeah. Well, I think you'll, I think you'll help balance out our conversation. But, uh, but that, yeah, that does it for this week. Um, we'll see you all soon. Until then, nerd out. Nerd out. <laughs>